Mostly cloudy and 13 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Jeff Smith. International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach has declared the Tokyo Games closed. The cauldron has closed around the Olympic flame, extinguishing it. James Longman reports, like other events, the closing ceremony went off without fans in the stands. I think it's hard not to feel sorry for the Japanese who've largely been shut out of their own games despite the massive investment that they made. The weather has also been a factor here in our warming climate. These summer games saw record temperatures that almost cancelled some of the events. Decathlon champion Damian Warner proudly waved the maple leaf as he entered the Olympic Stadium for the ceremony. His medal was one of 24 won by Canada. More news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. In the southeast, there's a closure for a special event on 9th Ave at 12th Street. And in the southwest on the clock trail at 78th Ave, your right-bound, right, your northbound right lane is closed for bridge work. And in the northwest on Memorial Drive at 9th Street, watch for adaptive lanes. Own a home in Calgary? Push your mortgage to CIBC and get up to $3,000 cash back. Conditions apply. From the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Vanessa Arrete. A spokesperson for Alberta's health minister says the government has already made significant progress on one of the recommendations from an independent report on the province's response, uh, response that is, to the COVID first wave. Brett Boyden says the province has filled more than 1,000 vacancies for registered nurses in the past year. The opposition is repeating its call for a public inquiry following Friday's release of the KPMG report. More than 45,000 residents of Vernon, B.C. are on evacuation alert due to one of the nearly 300 forest fires burning in that province. Evacuation orders and alerts in the Thompson-Nicola Regional District stretch from neighbourhoods on the outskirts of Kamloops to Chase in the north and Enderby in the east around the flanks of the White Rock Lake Fire. That fire has now burned around 550,000 square kilometres. A historic Kensington business will be back up and running in the coming months. The Plaza Theatre originally opened in 1935, but the iconic building closed its doors in August last year after struggling during the pandemic. A new long-term leaseholder is revitalizing the old structure, updating the look and adding some modern features. It's a relief for the neighborhood, which has been disappointed to see the facility closed for the last year. The U.S. will remain on the sidelines for now as Canada gamely welcomes back fully vaccinated American citizens and permanent residents. As of midnight tonight, non-essential U.S. travelers who've had a full course of a Health Canada-approved COVID-19 vaccine will again be allowed on Canadian soil. To be eligible, travelers must live in the U.S., have allowed at least 14 days to pass since their last dose, and show proof of a negative test for COVID-19 that's no more than 72 hours old. They must also use the ArriveCan app or online web portal to upload their vaccination details. In the meantime, there's still no indication when the U.S. might reopen its border to non-essential Canadian travellers. Steve Henniger, the Canadian Press. The Stampeders dropped their opener 23-20 to the Argos at McMahon Stadium. Bo Levi Mitchell says his team gift-wrapped that one for Toronto. The BC Lions are in town Thursday. The Elks lost to Ottawa 16-12. Global News Sky Tracker weather. Mainly cloudy today with a high of 17. Tonight, mainly cloudy with a 30% chance of evening showers and a low of 11. Tomorrow, becoming sunny with a high of 24. Tuesday, partly cloudy and 28. Wednesday, sunny and 23. It's 13 degrees at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Jeff Smith. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. It is August the 8th and uh, 
now we're heading into the the end of our summer season. So at this time of year, you kind of want to look at your yard, sort of see what it's doing, see any problems. If there's any of that dead damage or disease branching, you should uh, look at getting that removed. And also any empty spots, for the most part, your your shrubs and your, a lot of your, besides your fall perennials will start filling in more now, but a lot of your shrubs and, and grasses and everything right now are filling in like crazy. So right now you look and you say, hey, I have some empty spots. And so it's a great time to, to pick those spots out hit to the garden centers because I know we just got a big order of perennials in and, and a lot of them come in and they're in bud and bloom. So they're, they're looking great right now. And a lot of the shrubs are good too. I know Terry in the tree lot did a fairly big order of a bunch of new hydrangeas and some trees and different things. And, uh, and then Jen in the perennial area there, we got a lot of new perennials in. So it's looking really, really good down there right now. And, uh, and, it's just nice seeing the color when it comes in. But also, if you're looking for those spring or summer perennials, when you see them in the garden centers, they're probably not going to be looking as great because they're grown in a pot. So you just got to remember you're buying a root for the most part when you're buying a perennial. So don't be discouraged too much when you when you take home a perennial that um, is supposed to bloom in June and July because it's probably done its blooming and same thing in the pot. So it might not be looking quite as good. Um, I know the the perennial team has been cutting back a bunch of stuff just to get some new growth to, to get them to look a little bit better. We cut back a bunch of sedum and, and a few other things just to give them a good push. And Jen will fill us in on that. She's going to call in in a few minutes here and we'll chat with her. And uh, the amount of, uh, it's kind of nice. I love this this time of year when we switch over. We switched from our annuals and perennials somewhat in the one main part of our garden center over to tropical. So the tropical team is just, um, they're killing it in there. It looks so good. Jen and Lisa and Jessica and that, it just looks, it looks really, really good in there right now. And they've done a fabulous job. And, uh, and of course, Suzanne always has the rest of the store looking so good, just doing her thing. So very fortunate right now, just looking, looking really, really good. And, uh, this time of year is kind of nice. Repolied some of our houses after we had a bit of a hail thing go through there a few weeks ago. And some of it we just need to do after a couple of years, they need to get re redone. So if you get, if you are getting any poly on your houses, we, we typically use the six mil. And we hope to get three to five years out of that. So we get a lot of people asking on that kind of thing. So we use a six mil and you get three to five years unless you get tons of hail or something like that. But for the most part, we've been very fortunate that we we, we tend to get uh, that full lifespan out of them, which is uh, really, really quite nice. And what else should we be doing right now? Your last fertilization, you should have just finished up. Probably could squeeze in one more on your trees and shrubs if you want. Don't go real, real heavy, though, if you want to give them a little shot. Don't do it with a really high first number. So if you're doing like a 15, 30, 15 or something for your hydrangeas, that would be fine. All your fruit trees, that would be fine. You just want to start slowing things down right now. So you don't want to be hitting everything with a big high nitrogen number um, at this time. And, 
if you haven't done your your summer application of your green it up lawn fertilizer right now is a perfect time to do that as well and uh, and then get ready for one more application later in the fall and uh, that'll keep your grass looking really good getting through that heat um, I've been very impressed my grass survived very well through the heat and uh, I did have to add a little extra water but this was a little bit extraordinary dry year so but overall, really pleased with uh, the results of all that kind of stuff. If you'd like to join me, phone lines will be wide open, 403-974-8255. Or if you're calling long distance, um, 1-800-563-7770. And uh, just wondering, has anybody had uh, their hummingbirds? I did get a text um, from a listener earlier, she had a, a great looking uh, Luxora plant in her yard, and she's saying the hummingbirds love these as well. And I've been getting hummingbirds every night, sort of, it seems around seven o'clock, seven to eight. Like the orange, and they do like the, the vermilionaire. I did do a couple of those with some canna lilies. So, it's just nice to see there. They seem to be a little bit later. Maybe I was probably just getting impatient. They probably typically come in, in August, but it's been the last week or so, actually, and uh, it's been nice. It was just, uh, I was sitting outside the other night with my son, and we are just sitting around the around the backyard there on the deck, and I go, oh, the hummingbird should be coming back. And it was like five minutes later, all of a sudden, the hummingbird came zooming along into the backyard, so you can just hear the little buzz. So it's pretty cool to see those back so if you have any pictures or, or anything like that you want to share, please do. <coughs> Went to the Stabs game last night. Great to uh, hear the pregame show here, right here on 770. And then on the way home here in Jock and the team on the, on there. Sure, great to be out with uh, all those people again and sitting in the sun watching the football game. So that was a lot of fun and uh, great to be back to some normality. So. Um, Hopefully, uh, I'll keep going, which is which it should be. We're on the right track, so it's looking good. And Liam, is Jen on the line there? Hello. Let's just see if Jen's on there. Okay. Good morning, Jen. Here I am, Merle. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, awesome. like just babbling along here, and uh, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Good babble. That's good. My limelight hydrangeas are on the north side of my house, sort of thing, northeast side. And <clears throat> they're just starting to to come into play right now. So they're just looking great. They're just starting to turn white. So they come awesome. with that green bloom and they're looking good, good, good. So and awesome. uh, so you're just, which is nice. And But you, 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 stopped, you couldn't help yourself. You had to stop in the greenhouse to have a look yesterday. I did. Well, Jessica usually keeps, well, actually Jess and Lisa keep me very updated on kind of what's going on in there with pictures, but more just uh, not as a work thing, just as a look, look what came in yeah. or look what we've done. And, and uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to see. And it was, and I think you mentioned too, that we're filling up when you and I corresponded. And I just, anyway, I was mind blown when I walked through there. It's so lush. It looks so lush and just the different, well, just the way we set it up, I think is really, yeah. really nice. Right. And you've gotten lots of great plants in, and we did change the covering on our tropical house. We went to a 50% uh, 
poly shade uh-huh. with the white covering. That makes a big difference in there. Keeps it a little bit cooler, a little yeah. easier on the tropical plants. Because a lot of people don't realize how strong our sun is. Even yep. For, or, or whatever, our sun, the UV on it is strong. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, I know a lot of guys and people who've come up from California, they're somewhat tanned. And then all of a sudden they get in the turn red and it's intense like it so it's it's a different type of sun and so it, it you can burn your tropical plants really easily yeah if you're not careful with them so yeah it's a true story yeah so yeah. we're gonna take care of those good guys and uh, some of them are just they're just massive and new and unusual so i encourage people to come on in and, and take a peek and um, i'm also trying to make sure that we bring in plants that are going to survive you know, our dry climate as well. So, you know, it's nice to have the ones that are a little more um, delicate, like the maidenhair ferns. But, uh, you know, if people want to work at taking care of those. um, A little bit more maintenance with the the humidity and stuff. So It's true. Yeah, it's really true. So just a nice variety that way and something, especially with those bigger ones, I think more hardy is a little more um, reasonable. I love that one. You got, you got one really huge one, and it kind of looks like a Hawaiian chiffonier, but it's not. Like it's oh, uh, that yeah, the goldie eye. Yeah, it's a philodendron. It's uh, and the, you're right. They talk about the leaves on that. It is similar to a, a chiffonera, but it's uh, oh, I <laughs> I oh, love it's that gorgeous. Thing. No, you yeah. you got in a couple big feature plants, which is great because mm-hmm. we do get those people coming in and they want that one big feature plant for a room or. Or if yeah. you have something, you have a spot for something like that. I know I, I love the mix in there; it feels so good. It's my feature plant. <laughs> oh, you don't want to. Oh, you're the one. You don't want to sell anything. I know. You like to just keep it all. <laughs> I know it's so uh-huh. bad, but anyway, yes, we got some of those in, and I saw the perennials that came in. Um, you know, based on your Sobies, um out front garden with the black eyed Susans, we made yeah. sure those came in, so they're blooming really nice. And some speedwells I saw and. Um, those stone crops and sedums we were talking about, or you were just mentioning that we cut back. Did you, I don't know if you've looked at them. They're yeah, they're growing like crazy. Incredibly yeah. well. Yeah. So. And you've restocked the Carl Foresters because yeah. at this time of year, everybody's going to notice that all their grasses are just starting to bloom around Calgary. So there so are a lot of people asking, what are, what are those tall grasses that look like wheat? Yeah. So we, typically at this time of year, we sell a lot of Carl Foresters. So, um, we like to restock those, and uh, and we still have actually. And we just started our perennial sale, and we're going to leave it going all summer. You sort of buy one, get one, fifty percent off. That's so. right. Yep, absolutely. We even on the new really... stock. Yeah, yeah, even on the new stock. You betcha. Yeah, and did you know too that those black eyed susans that the seeds feed the birds as well? You have to go. Nope, not yeah. yet. Yeah. We're still good for a bit. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I was reading about them. I didn't realize that with those seeds from the black eyed susans. Oh, really? Yeah. They, the birds will eat them? Yes, and Brad probably could tell us all about that. But yeah, the birds will eat those. I had no idea. I think that's a really cool feature of those as well. And I, I mentioned, and unfortunately, we're we're sold all of our gorgeous fuchsias and that at this time of year. But yeah. typically, we would have gotten the hummingbirds in the, in the greenhouse and that this time of year. But yeah. all of our all of our fuchsias and everything they all sold, so we didn't get to enjoy the fuchsia or the hummingbird show. The hummingbird, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, mentioned earlier, I I have been getting them, and I've had a couple um, callers or listeners 
um, text me saying that they're starting to get hummingbirds in their yard. And uh, I did get uh, sort of last few nights, sort of every night, they've been coming sort of around that seven, between seven and nine o'clock sort of lucky. thing. They Yeah, so it's, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, lucky. And, We're lucky. All right. Well, that's it for now, Jen. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. You bet. And, uh, or whenever you're in. I think you're in this week sometime. <laughs> I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, you bet. All right. Perfect. Okay, thanks, thanks, Jen. Enjoy. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Calories Year-Round Full Service Garden Center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go, oh, I got one quick text and I'm going to go to the phone lines. And uh, sorry, we did have a little bit of a bad connection there with Jen, so we'd cut out a couple times, so I apologize for that. Um, so thank you, Mary. And also, my honeysuckle vine on the bottom of Turner Brown, any idea? I would say probably a very good chance you have spider mite or um, aphids on there. So what I would definitely use is spray green on there, and uh, I would do it today again in five days, and then again in five days, give them a good soaking down with that, and that should definitely help out with that um, on your vine. And with those honeysuckles, you can still feed them like a 15, 30, 15 at this time and to keep it going for sure. And I'm going to go to the phone line and go to Alan. Good morning, Alan. Yeah, good morning. How are you, Merle? I'm doing great. How can I help you out? Uh, a quick question regarding columnar aspens. I've been tasked uh, with my neighbor's columnars. They uh, they were tied up for support when they were young. Yeah. Uh, I just removed the ropes and supports here recently, and the lower branches that were also wrapped up with the twine were uh, actually now flopping over. They don't, you know, they've not grown with any strength. Uh, what um, I'm wondering, what I'm wondering is if if uh, they will. Uh, rise to the occasion, so to speak, or uh, should I trim them off? Or uh, how uh, long are they? Six to seven feet. Okay. Can you twist them into the other branches a bit? Because I've sort of done that. I've sort of like braided them into other ones. Yeah. As you, uh, yeah. You can see if you can try that. If not, maybe just cut them in half. But don't go any small. They like, don't go any thicker wood than like your pinky finger. Okay. Um, cause okay. I just, with aspens, I just don't like cutting and leaving stumps, anything bigger than that. Cause it, they can't heal properly and you end up getting disease and stuff like that. So. Right. Right. Yeah. This is a, this is a neighbor's tree, so I don't want to do any damage there. <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> yeah. So if they can, if they can just braid them in, um, that would be fine as well. Okay, um, then. Yeah, and I've done that lots on mine. I've had a couple where this, well, so one will just grow like crazy and it just flops out. So I just kind of weave them in together. And But oh. you can also, because I know I got a t grow four feet of growth on top of my aspens this year. It's just, it's amazing. Like it's yeah. huh. just with this heat, they're like the leaves get the big solar panels. They just suck it up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I appreciate that. I will try those uh, methods and see what happens. All right. Good luck. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye Thanks, bye. Alan. Bye-bye. And where I'm at, I got a bit of time. I'm going to go to John. Good morning, John. 
Well, good morning down there. Hey, how you been? Not too bad. I hear you. Long been, time no hear. I've been. I hear you've been busier than a one-armed paper hanger. <laughs> Absolutely, it's been Keep good. Things are going down there. Yeah, it's uh, it's really really good. It's you know what? It's been a it's been a great summer. Um, there's obviously been our challenges in keeping stock and different things, but we have such a good team that uh, it's been great. So, so what's up today, John? Well, I'm just wondering. Uh, I'm on my second year for my spruce tree. Is it time now to trim them, or should I wait for another month or two? Yeah, you like to keep. You're talking about the one in the front where you have it. Um, you like to keep it shaped up. Yeah, you're well shaped. Yes. Yeah, it, you're probably due for that. So if you want to give Mark a shout, he can get you lined up, and we'll get that trimmed up again for you. Okay. And I've been uh, making sure I water that and uh, fertilize that one tree that was kind of starting to come these black spots in it. But uh, yeah, they've all grown out now. So thank you yeah, for your help. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. In and in Calgary, like you said, you're when you get good growth, big foliage, it's very rare that the foliage is going to stay so perfect, right? Because we do we have little, little bugs and things going on, and and so a lot of that is fairly normal. So, anyways, it's watering, it's, uh, watering and uh, fertilizer that I think brought it back. Well, that's good. It is, and it makes a big difference, especially in newly planted stuff. Um, and especially if you're doing anything, any of the larger trees and shrubs, like the 20 gallon or any of the caliper trees, I'm really finding people, they, they need more care for the first couple of years. You got to get that water down, um, slow and deep and, and make sure you're feeding them properly to, cause you have that big root ball to keep going. And, uh, I, I don't think yours was that, but it does the care in the first couple of years makes all the difference, Sean, for sure. It did for me. Now, awesome. How do I save yes. uh, poppy seeds? I have a whole raft of poppies out here this year. Just, I just what I do is I just pull the pods off and just let them dry out really good, like for a couple of weeks out in the sun. If you just have a spot, you can just let them dry out. And then once it sort of once the pod gets really nice and dry, just break that open, and then you'll have the seeds right there. Oh. Mine are all flowered, and they've got that little uh, yeah. The pod, in there. just cut. Yeah, just cut that pod off, and just let it dry for a couple of weeks, just out in the sun. And oh, then okay. I just, I just, I just let that dry, and then I pop it out from there, and then, then you can store them and and get ready to germinate them whenever you want to do that. Okay, because I, I I have a what you call a English garden flower garden. People stop and, <laughs> and look. The whole place is just covered in flowers this year. Awesome. It's been a great year for blooms. If you've been feeding and watering like I know you do, yeah. you're going to get the show this year for sure. But I don't have any hummingbirds. Awesome. No. Huh. Did yeah. you get any of those vermillionaires? Uh, no, I don't think They love so. the yellow flowers. Uh, yeah. Yes, I have some of those. Yeah, you just got to hang out in the backyard. They're small. You got to hang out there. But I find between that sort of after dinner for a couple hours, that's sort of when they seem to come to my house. So I heard you mention. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, around between seven and nine sort of thing. That's sort of what typically when I've seen them the last few nights. So you have to go relax once in a while, John, and sit in the backyard. Enjoy. (laughs) You're always working too hard. The question is the backyard. 
I've got potato plants that are three feet tall. Is that wow. usual, or why did it? What did well, it, with this heat, where you're going to get that, right? Oh, so because it's just we've had this much more heat this year, so um, we're going to see a lot of growth. Like I said, on my aspens, I got three to four feet on top, so it's amazing. Oh, okay, and so. I'm starting to get flowers on the potatoes, so that's a good. Okay, sign. that's good. Yes. Absolutely. All right, John, I got to go for the commercials here. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, I got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Cloudy and 14 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Jeff Smith. The Tokyo Olympics, delayed a year, are officially over. Canada ended up with 24 medals, 11th place overall. The final one, a gold by Kelsey Mitchell in track cycling. Business is on the rebound with the pandemic restrictions lifted. The manager of Bottle Screw Bills in Victoria Park says they learned a lot about how to manage during the restrictions. Now they're adding a 1,000-square-foot brewery. St. Peter's quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell says the team gift-wrapped a win for Toronto 23-20. Final score in favour of the Argos as Calgary opens its season after a year off, the BC Lions are in town Thursday. Mainly cloudy today with a high of 17. There's a chance of evening showers tonight with a low of 11. Becoming sunny tomorrow and a high of 24. Tuesday, partly cloudy and 28. It's 14 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Jeff Smith. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I'm getting a few texts. Um, powdery mildew at this time of year. Um, it happens a fair bit on a lot of your shrubs like uh, alpine currants and a few other things you're going to see. Um, pure spray green works great. Might need two or three applications of it. Try and avoid watering um, the foliage on your plants at this time you're going to get lots of foliage especially if it's a little bit shaded as the as you have way more foliage on your plants at this time of year uh, try avoiding um, overnight when it sits cool that's when the when that can form the powdery mildew on there but if you do get it pure spray green works really really well to get rid of it so give that a try and right now i'm just going to go to david good morning david uh, good morning there. Hey, I've got a row of junipers that's about, uh, oh, maybe 23, 24 years old or so. And um, they're growing really high. And I'd say the past three, three years, they just 50% dead. So what I really, really like to do is pull them all out and start over with some fresh new ones. Is is now too late time of the year or is, is, can I do no, it No, right now is it still, no, you still have a great time to do that because um, it's going to be cooled off a bit. We split the grounds nice and warm, so your roots are going to take quite well. So yeah. it's a perfect time. Just do that, and then when you fertilize, when you transplant them, either use the mics. And when you're doing that, that extends your warranty to five years. When you're, If you do that, if you buy it all on the same receipt. Yeah. Um, so you can do that for sure. That makes a big difference. And use bark mulch. And then just ensure that you just use the good soaker hose and just get that water down nice and deep all the way from now till till freeze up. Just ensure that they stay good and good and moist for the first bit. Just get those roots going, get them rooted in, and then frozen in really good for the winter time. And you can also use um, um, wilt proof once you get into October. 
yeah. just give them a spray with wilt proof on a day that's still above zero, like plus five or 10. And it works like a lip balm. It's uh, that's sort of what I call lip balm for evergreens. And yeah. this seals in the moisture because if it keeps doing what we've been doing the last few years, our falls have been really, really dry. So yeah. it, that's been hard on a lot of our evergreens. So you see a lot of dead spruce around right now and things that don't normally die off are do, are, are being desiccated. So give that a try. Sounds good. I'll come down and talk to your crew. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Bye see you. Bye-bye. All right. And going to go to Jenna. Good morning, Jenna. Good morning, Merle. How are you? I'm doing great. How can I help you? Well, I just moved to an acreage property, and there is nice. a massive, massive Canada thistle problem out there. <laughs> what do you yep. recommend for that? I would go to UFA yep. and and uh, make sure you have your real property report or your, you have a legal land description when you're in an acreage. Yeah, and yeah. that way you can buy some of the stuff from there. And it's probably a product called Transline is one. They have a few different ones, the name brand one. But Transline, I think, is the one that's not the name brand. So it's a little bit less, but it's still expensive. It's like $500 for a liter of it. But right, it works yeah. really good. Okay. Like Please, it, it has so a residual of almost, once you get it under control, it keeps it... Um, almost at bay for three to five years. So once you get the massive looked after and it's, it's a selective herbicide, so it won't kill any of the, it won't kill your grass or anything like that as well. Perfect. Thank you so much. Is it just starting to bloom right now? Um, I'd say the blooms are getting a little late and we're about to get the seed here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you'd, you'd want to get that hit pretty quickly. Um, yeah. Get those under control. Let them totally die right down before you mow it or anything, or you okay. knock them down. But I would, if you have them that bad, I would mow them up and then maybe clean up the first batch as much of that seed as possible, and okay. uh, and then go from there. But once you're under control, it, it, you'll be very happy. <laughs> awesome! Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Take care. Have a great day. Bye. Bye bye. All right, and. I'm going to go to Riva. Good morning, Riva. Oh, oh, Riva left me. Left me in Vegas. Oh, Riva. Let's go to Sean. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Doing great. How can I help you? I've got no one corner of my backyard here. I've got a matey that's snuck in between my lilac and my Saskatoon bush, and I'm scared it's going to take over. It will. Well, I figured that. What's the best way to get that out of there? Dig it out, or just pull it out, or cut it off and put something onto the onto the. No, how how big a trunk is it? About an inch and a half. About an inch, inch and a half thick. I didn't yeah. even realize it was in there. So. Yeah, I would just dig it out because it will take over because they're massive trees yeah. and they tend to get the black knot anyways. So I would okay. just. Uh, just cut it out and then just dig as much root as the possible when you get up there. Okay. Appreciate it. Alrighty. Thank you for your time. Take care, Sean. Bye. Bye bye. All right. And I got, actually, I'm going to take a quick break and then when I get back, um, we'll take some more calls. You can call me 403 974 8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go right to the phone line. We're going to go to Bonnie. Good morning, Bonnie. I'd like to give a big shout-out to Mark and the team who we had out last fall. They helped me with a bunch of things, nice haircuts for the trees, a hedge rejuvenation that was gifted with some scale, and then they gave everyone a healthy dose of deep root vitamins, and this year everyone's so happy. Um, And the hedge is well over two feet tall. Uh, And I just want everyone to know, I don't know, Mark, but um, if you're sitting on the fence, call them today because the results will far exceed your expectations. Now, I guess... Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Now, if we could just get the city on side with any level of ownership here... I was driving around yesterday, you know, and, and I've been in touch, and I'm going to give uh, actually a couple of the, the aldermen I've been dealing with and, and the head nursery gal. Um, I, I it, we, our, our tree canopy is in dire need right now, and I really think they need to almost halt planting for a bit and do a bunch of removal, get rid of the dead stuff, clean up, and start a maintenance program or get some bark mulch on these trees just to hold the moisture in. Yeah, 100% Because I agree. agree. In, the, yeah. in the drought right now, it's we waste so much money mowing grass that doesn't yeah. need to be mowed. Like, they need to refocus where the funds are going. Because they're spitting money out of those machines. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. So I've been I, in my I home definitely, 40 years. We're watching a 50-year-old ash tree die that they refuse to come out and give us a hand with or allow me to manage yeah. to clean it up. So it's super frustrating. I, yeah. It is. I really I know. I was driving around yesterday. Yeah, I was because I was at the football game. So when I was driving home and going through some of the older neighborhoods because trying to avoid traffic, so kind of going through some of the and plus I like going through the old neighborhoods and it just the trees though and like even my wife were driving. She was holy. Look at the tr-. like it's. I would say we're at fifty percent in dire need almost of our canopy on the public lands. Like yeah. so, I, I, I it's 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 a little bit dire. Like it's so. I, I appreciate that, and I, and I kind of get on my rant now, but I, no, I just, I'm with I, you on I can't it. help I it. Yeah, it, me too. Yeah, we got to just stop spending. You, yeah, yeah, hard to watch. But thanks, to, thanks to Mark and the team. Um, really, they they're just. I've had many services over the years, but I will. Uh, I can't speak highly enough about, about all of them and the quality of their work. So thank you, and thank you, Merle, for all you do. Thank you. I appreciate okay. it. Have Take a great care. Day. Have a great weekend. Okay, thanks, Bonnie. Bye. 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 Well, that's very nice of Barney, and I don't even know her, so that's kind of nice. Um, and where am I at for time? I got a bit of time. I'm going to go to Don. Good morning, Don. Hey, good morning, Merle. Thanks for taking my call. Love your show. Listen to it every week. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, How can I help I got you? A, I met a doctor on a cruise ship once, and uh, in the summertime, he says, I want mojito every day. And I grow mojito <laughs> mint, <laughs> uh, yep. mojito mint, which is fantastic for mint tea for those who don't imbibe, and uh, mint mojito for those that do. I want to plant some. Is it invasive and aggressive? Um, it, it isn't invasive. It, it's pretty. It, it, it loves being used. So if you're growing it, um, I know there's a couple pubs like the uh, Hudson's and Shaughnessy. They so we we do their planters for them. So we put mojito mint in the planters, so that way the bartenders can go out and just cut it out of the planters. It works. It, it loves being used. So almost the more you use it, the more it grows. Um, yeah, but it's, I don't does. find it to be very invasive. But I don't think it's hardy enough to last 
like will come back as a perennial. So that I believe it's an annual. If it's, if it's zone friendly. I, I see it kind of zones four or five, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. If you have a good spot, you might be able to get it to come back. But it, it grows, like, if you plant two or three of them, that's going to give you enough mojito mint for the summer. Um, just make sure it's in a good-sized pot because it, it will fill out and just ensure that you're watering and, and then feed it once a week and just like a 20-20-20, and you'll have more than enough mojito yeah, to they, last her. Uh, they do absolutely awesome in the in the uh, pots. You're absolutely right. I wanted to get a, ground, a grounded one. Uh, I have another question for you, uh, a nine- yep. Was it nine bark or nine point? Nine bark, right? Yeah. Uh, nine bark. Is that one of those that I can cut to the ground? It only came in uh, this year. It's about four years old. It only came in half a tree, and I did some whacking on it, but I would like to redo it next year. Yeah. Can I cut it to the ground? Yeah, you can even do it right now. There's still enough time on oh. for those because they're pretty hardy. Just take it down to three or four inches, and it'll it'll send out new growth and uh and, and be fine. They okay. love being a hedge. That's probably one of my favorite hedges is – is a nine bark. It trims um, really nice. It just it does come in. It seems to be the last one in the yard coming in in the springtime. But uh, yeah, but like you said, it does trim up really nice. Yeah, and the the wood on it is fairly easy. It's fiber, so it's easy to trim, and it, it, it and it likes it. It responds really well, and uh, so definitely it and it and it responds really well to if it does get some dye back, it responds really well to revitalizing. So. Very good. Thank you very kindly. All right. Take care, Don. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to May. Good morning, May. I did a thing a little while ago. We had an avocado and got this big old seed, and I decided to plant it. Well, okay. everybody says, oh, it's not going to grow. It's not going to grow. Well, it now <laughs> is three feet tall, but it doesn't have many leaves. And all of a sudden, the leaves that it has they're starting to stay green, dry up, and they're falling off. What did I do wrong? Okay. Uh, have you planted into soil, or is it yes, still in the yes, water? No, no, no. no. Okay. I, I didn't even soak it in the water. I just put it in the soil when I rooted it. it oh, okay. Some, it took some time to come up, but now, like I say, it's about three feet tall. It may be, if I'm lucky, has about six leaves left on the upper top, but they're starting okay. to crisp and fall off. Okay, that's typically, um, does it dry out? Do you have it in a good-sized pot? It's in about a 14-inch pot. Okay, so that's a pretty big pot. So um, I would just watch, make sure it's not drying out, because typically when that, or, or is, there, is there drainage in the pot? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that would be the only thing. Typically when they go dry and crispy, it's typically from either Fertilizer burn or drying out for the most part well, when I see that? The only fertilizer it gets is when I fertilize the rest of my house plants about once a month, and it's a liquid okay. fertilizer. Yeah, so that should be fine. Um, you haven't sprayed any like uh, any insecticide soap or anything on no, it? No, 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 absolutely okay. nothing. Yeah, this, this ensures it's not drying out 
um, may is the one thing I think is could be doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and if you have it in full sun, that could be could be getting a little bit of sunburn through the window. No, it's sitting. It's sitting in a front hallway where I've got sheer curtains okay. on on the window, and like I say, sitting right beside it mm. is a great huge Boston fern, and that's I've had for about six years. I can't kill that one, so why is this one so, deciding to be? Yeah, so yeah, you're doing. You're you got one going that's a little harder for most people. So I'm going to trust what you're doing is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the only other thing I, I think, if you could text me a picture to the same phone I don't number, have any, I don't have any. Uh, okay. Any texting, no okay, or if you could t- maybe take a leaf or two off, and just mm-hmm. bring it into a garden center. Maybe we could have a look at it. Okay, okay, I could try that. We've got Green yeah. Green Haven here in Lethbridge. Yeah, stop in and see them, or if you, or if you have a friend or somebody with a smartphone can can take a quick picture and take it into the garden center with you. Okay. Um, that would be my only thing. I think it's just drying out. It well, just it sounds, but it doesn't sound it like you have it really, in a hot spot. No, if it gets really bad, can I just whack it off and see if it's going to come back? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. We Definitely. Won't get anything I try once, or if that doesn't work, start it all over again. Yeah, why not? I I did it with a bunch of lemons. I just started because I'd screw my own lemon tree. Mm-hmm. I harvested my own lemons, and then I took the seeds, and I started, and I got five more that I started. So I figured, why not well, try it? Right. Every time my husband was eating whatever kind of fruit he had, he would take it and put the seeds in my flower pots. And what is this growing here? Well, it would be everything from apricots. To cherries, do you name it? But they, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't accomplish much. This was just an experiment, and to see if it would grow. Yeah. See, in Alberta, most of the fruit trees, when we try to grow them, the only hard part about it is we need. They typically are grafted onto a hardy rootstock. Yeah. So a lot like of the I fruit say, this is, is just inside. This is just playing. Yeah, you're just inside. you're just messing around. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your help. All right. Thanks, May. Okay. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, I'm going to go to Gary. Good morning, Gary. Um, I have a, a blue spruce tree. It's on the south side of the house. Okay. And it's approximately 30 feet high. It's pruned and shaped. And the needles have turned kind of a sandy brown color. That That's about three-quarters of the way up the tree on the north side. And the patch is about two and a half feet wide by eight inches high. Okay, it, it, is it mainly just in the center, or is it all the way out to the all no, the way out to the end as well? No, just in the center. It's about two and a half feet wide by eight inches high. The the brown okay. sandy spot. Yeah, if it's just in the center, I wouldn't worry too much. Okay, because um, typically it's probably going to start a shedding process. Okay, so especially a big old spruce tree like that. It's going to shed its needles every two to three years, sort of thing. And if it stays in that two to three, four feet out from the center on a tree like that, I'm not too worried. Yeah. Um, it's just when it gets to the outside, then I get more concerned. Yeah. But on that part, so you have you ever had the guys go up and do a really good clean out of it? Uh, no, I haven't. They had do uh, okay. pro- professionally uh, prune it each fall and trim it. That is okay. Yeah. 
So you might want to, I'm not sure if you're, if you're using our service or who you use, but I know Mark, he loves and he gets the guys, they do, a, we call it a spruce cleanup. And they go through the center, they climb right in the center of the spruce tree and they take all the deadwood out of the center. Oh, it's yeah. amazing what it does for the tree. It just, like, I, at first, I, I'm not too sure how what it's going to do, right? <laughs> after I was there, the before and after, and I was like, wow, it just looks amazing. So oh, okay. you, you might be due for one of those. So if you want to give Mark a shout here at Prune It Up, you can set up one of the guys, and we Mark can get it. you looked after. Get Prune It Up. Okay. Prune It Up. Yeah. Uh, would high-pressure water on that, it's, as you say, it's a light sandy color now. Be fine. Would, would help it a bit maybe now? Yeah, you can wash all the old needles out. Absolutely, yeah. it's good. Okay. We've had we haven't had any rain for a while. Any of our evergreens, it's great to go out there, give them a good shower, give them a good soaking, and with it, in the uni nozzle like that, it wash any of the bugs and dead needles and and stuff like that out for sure. Sounds good. All right, thank you Take very care. much. All right, thanks, thank Gary. Bye bye. Yep. All right, and. I'm going to take a break. If you'd like to join me after the after the break, you can call me 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Cloudy and 14 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Jeff Smith. The Summer Olympics have come to a close. Greg Strong reports. Team Canada is leaving Tokyo with its biggest medal haul at a non-boycotted games. Canada's 24 medals are two more than what they earned five years ago in Rio and in 1996 at Atlanta. Seven of those medals are gold. Decathlon champion Damian Warner served as Canadian flag bearer at the closing ceremony. Next up, the Tokyo Paralympics in a couple weeks and the 2022 Winter Games will start in just six months' time in Beijing. Greg Strong, the Canadian Press. Tokyo. Family and friends of Jose Perez gathered yesterday to remember a man killed by a drunk driver one year ago. Perez, who was riding his bicycle near Mackenzie Meadows Golf Club, was struck by an impaired driver who was leaving the club. Perez's wife, Hokadi Alvarez, says the past year has been heartbreaking. It's been a difficult time. It's been a, the most hardest years in our life. Friends and family hope the tragedy will bring cha to change to the community by installing bike paths for cyclists in the area. People who refuse to leave after being told to evacuate their homes as the White Rock Lake wildfire in B.C. have threatened their homes have harsh words for provincial officials. As Global's Catherine Garrett explains, they're accusing the government of negligence. And now they're doing everything they can to save their livelihoods. They were told to leave, but have chosen to take the formidable 56,000 hectare White Rock Lake fire head on. Because they kind of left us stranded. I mean, they, they say that they're doing a whole bunch, but realistically, they haven't. It's burning between Kamloops and Okanagan Lake. No property is worth risking lives. On Friday, Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth publicly shamed residents for refusing to leave. But locals, including Dan Speller, took exception. When it gets too hot and I gotta go, I'll go. But no politician or bureaucrat's gonna tell me to go. He's one of many in the area who say the BC Wildfire Service was too slow to attack the fire when it first broke out. I don't appreciate being called a fool or, or stupid or whatever because I stay and save my house. It was discovered at around 300 hectares June 13th and it kept growing from there before it breached Highway 97 and tore through Monty Lake. Catherine Garrett, Global News. Some Calgary businesses are seeing a big bounce back after the shutdowns of the pandemic. 
The Victoria Park Business Improvement Area says new businesses are opening and others are expanding. One of those is Bottle Screw Bills, which is expanding into some new territory after 41 years in business. Manager Jeff Allen. I mean, one of them is that we're, we're turning, you know, 1,000 square feet of our business into, uh, into a brewery, um, which does a lot, of, a lot of cool things for us. We've been supporting craft beer since 1985. So it just seemed like a natural progression for us. Allen says the Victoria Park BIA and the city have done a good job keeping the area vital. A historic Kensington business will be back up and running in the coming months. The Plaza Theatre first opened in 1935, but the doors closed in August of last year after the business struggled during the pandemic. A new long-term leaseholder is revitalizing the old structure, updating the look and adding some new modern features. It's a relief for the neighborhood, which has been disappointed to see the facility closed for the past year. This just in, former Ontario Premier William Davis has died at the age of 92. A statement says Ontario's 18th Premier died in Brampton this morning of natural causes surrounded by members of his family. Davis announced his retirement from politics on October 8, 1984 and said he had few regrets about the previous 25 years in public life. I will leave politics with few regrets. Throughout my career, I have remain constantly and sincerely committed to achieving national reconciliation. And that goal was, goal was realized in part, at least, at the time of the signing of the Constitutional Accord. Davis was Ontario's Premier from 1971 to 1985. In sports, the Stampeders dropped their opener 23-20 to the Argos at McMahon Stadium. Bo Levi Mitchell says his team... Gift wrap that one for Toronto. Short turnaround with the BC Lions in town on Thursday. The Elks also lost at home to open their season in Edmonton, 16-12 to Ottawa. Global News, Sky Tracker weather. Mainly cloudy today, a high of just 17. Tonight, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of evening showers, low 11. Tomorrow, becoming sunny with a high of 24. Tuesday, partly cloudy and 28. Sunny and 23 on Wednesday. And a high of 26 on Thursday. It's 14 degrees at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Jeff Smith. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. Got a couple texts I'll read here. Good morning. My large tomatoes are splitting. Is that lack of calcium or fertilizer? Typically when they split... It's inconsistent watering a lot of times is if you if you wet then really dry wet then dry wet then dry try and keep it a little more consistent um, maybe too small of a pot so I'd probably maybe look at transplanting it you still got time to do that we still got all of August um, for the most part so and into September um, if you're getting the blossom end rot um, that's the lack of calcium where it just sort of rots out on the bottom and uh and try that so anyways we're going to go to the phone line we're going to go to jerry good morning jerry hey merle nice to talk to you nice to talk to you as well i've got i told i think i told you before i left a tomato on the counter and it was one of the big red vine ripe tomatoes and it sprouted and i opened it up and i planted about 50 tomato plants out of it and they are now five feet tall and their arms are holding eight to nine huge, huge um, tomatoes on them. And they probably are carrying 20 tomatoes per plant at least. Wow. Now, they're all outside. And um, I'm wondering if I should clip the tops off. 
I would if you're getting tons of growth because just to support that. Um, if you and if you're getting lots of fruit on the lower part, that's great. It's it's a great summer for tomatoes. Yeah. If you if you've had them in good soil and watered them, fertilized, well, you should be getting a ton. Well, I got that great soil from you, of course. Yeah. And I put them in there, and I have never in my life had tomatoes this great, other than when I lived in BC. But they are fabulous, and they're all outside. But now you see, they're still getting the flowers on the top, so I should clip those off. Yeah, I would even just or clip more of the growth. If it just the big oh. green growth that's shooting out, I would keep the blooms going for a bit. Oh, okay, and then take more of the green growth off. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Now, the next yeah. thing was lilacs. You told me to cut them down to the ground, which I did, and I wanted to tell you with that new soil again, um, they are now four to five feet tall. They're as tall as me. Yeah, lilacs are amazing year. when people, yeah, people months. sometimes are afraid to do I that. I was afraid, but... Merle. I left them for a long time. But <laughs> they are absolutely fabulous. Um, now, awesome. the next thing was I have a, I think it's a Nanking cherry tree, and it's the sour one. And yeah. a couple years ago, it's always been a great producer, like 20 full Ziploc bags of cherries, easy. Now, last year, it had some freezer burn from, you know, some of the limbs had yeah. to come off. And so we took those off. Now, last year I got eight bags. This year I got four. Now, they're nice cherries, but there is some leaves that we cut that are now bigger leaves, and they have a bit of uh, dust on them. Yep. So that could be a little bit of powdery mildew, but it's probably just more of a fur. It probably doesn't look like powdery mildew. It probably just looks like it's it just like really like a hairy leaf that's yeah. catching the dust. Okay. So do I do it? Do I should I just fertilize it well this year? And what would I do that with to make it? Yeah, fifteen thirty fifteen. Give it one more shot of that right now. Okay. And then that'll put it to bed for the fall. Okay. And then you should be good. Okay, cool. Thank Alrighty. you so much. And I am getting the the hummingbirds still. They're coming for they're coming for nectar, but they are coming. I've got that vermilion for, from you. Yeah, vermilion area. Yeah. And it was tiny, and now I've got these huge little trees going on. But I know. Yeah, same. Around. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mark. Sherry. Okay. Bye. You too. Bye bye. All right. And I just have another listener passing on a uh, a good message. Like she's on an acreage as well, and they use Trillion. Um, she says it's um, pricey but cheaper than uh, five hundred bucks a liter, and it's also available at the UFA. So no, and I'm sure when you go in and and you chat with the. Uh, with the folks at the, at the if, if you're on an acreage where you can get the larger thing where you need the larger amounts of that kind of stuff for thistles and the th different things, um, they'll be able to steer you in the right direction. But again, follow directions, be careful. And uh, so this listener uses Trillion for her, and she just waits for um, the grass to kind of die late fall but the weeds are still growing, and then she said that works really well. So give that a try. Actually, and that's from Dave, and uh, I thought it was she, sorry. And uh, that's from Dave. So thanks for the tip, Dave. I, I love that when I can pass that on. And here we go. Um, I also go, hey, Merle, I was just listening to your show, and you spoke about your spruce it up services for evergreens. When is the best time to do that? We have spruce tree that really needs some pruning. Um, right now, through fall is is a great time to do that, to get the get those spruce cleaned up, get them ready for winter, get rid of all the all the dead wood and stuff. With any of your trees, if you have dead wood on it, 
or dead branches. You're just best to remove it. That way it's not wasting its energy um, trying to revive that that old wood and things like that. So, And I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to chat with Susan. Good morning, Susan. Hi, Susan. Maybe not. All right. Okay. Maybe just listen to the radio. Okay, let's go to Riva. We'll put Susan back on hold and try Riva. Hi. Hi, Hi Riva. Good. Hey, How are brother, you doing? How are you today? <laughs> I'm, do- <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you oh, doing? I'm so, excuse me, I grill of fingers here. I hit the wrong button. I disconnected myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that happens. Yeah, oh, gosh. Anyways, um, um, I wanted to thank you for saving our birch tree. Oh, good. It, so it's oh, helping? Dude, like it went up. Um, we've got growth. And even a little bit on the very top, but at least two-thirds of it has oh, come nice. back. And I think we'll, by next year, it'll be normal again. Yeah, give it a couple more, one more shot of that Rage Plus then, and just that deep watering. It amazes yeah. me. Birch trees love that stuff. Like Okay. I didn't think, yeah. oh, am I too late? Can we do it one more time? or? Yeah, because there's no nitrogen. Like, you're not – and that's all we want to stop. We, we just – unfortunately – we're uh, getting into our, our winter time, which I hate even thinking about that. I know, um, I but we have to start slowing our plants down a little bit, so we don't want to start. We don't want to pump them too full of nitrogen at this time of year. So okay. you want to start slowing them down. But the Rage Plus is fine. And uh, again, one more time, and just build that root system up for those big birch trees. So if anybody's listening, Reva called in and Brian a couple weeks ago, and their their big birch tree was dying back. And uh, so we recommend using the Rage Plus, and it, it is amazing. I know when I talked oh, to Sheldon, who, who I thought, "Oh, mass murder! I did it again, killed the tree." Yeah, but I'm amazed. Like Sheldon tells me this stuff, and he goes, "Oh no, it'll push life back." And I'm looking at him like he's an alien. I'm like, "Yeah, sure, Sheldon." And sure enough, like he, because he's such mm-hmm. a scientist, he and he knows, and this this builds the tissue back up into the into the plant material. And then it just pushes the life back into, and it won't do it to all plants. If you've had a dead tree for five years, it won't push it back into that. But if you just have winter cure from the previous year or a few months, there's a very good chance that the Rage Plus can push life back into those branches and get them going again. So oh, it's, it's uh, so amazing. Like we were gobsmacked. We're just like, oh, oh good. it's working. <laughs> and thanks for <laughs> on the, oh, it's so funny. And on the, our peppers too, you know, like we'll stop using the hockey pucks with the when you're planting, yeah. your, you know, pepper seed. So we and we we've got tons of peppers. Like it was such a simple thing, but we just we didn't know about it. Yeah, no, that's great. Perfect. So that worked also. So thanks, thanks for that, dude. And you're welcome. The other, I wanted to ask you, um, like I, you know, read about it and stuff. Can I plant uh, my poppy seeds in the fall? Like I don't, I have nothing there. And can I plant them in the fall? Yes, because a lot of times they reseed themselves, so you can definitely plant in the fall. Um, and have you, like, I know you guys plant a lot of things. Have you ever tried use? Have you ever tried the spinach? Have you ever tried sowing in the fall? No, but I want to. Yeah, you should, because. 
it's um every time I get pictures of it, and I, I don't have a, a garden per se in the ground where I could do it, but yeah. I would uh, I just I love it when I see it. it. Just looks so fresh and and because you have that cold and it just looks just crisp. It looks gorgeous. So you oh. guys should definitely give that a try. Awesome. I'm going to do that. So I can do both, right? Like in the fall. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, is it after, like, it's so stupid, but is it like. I would before, wait, though, like, wait till late. Freezes? Yeah, okay. I would wait till, like, later, till things start cooling off. You bet. All right. Thanks, well, Reva. Thanks so much, dear. All right. Have you're very welcome. One. You too. Take care. Bye bye. All right. And I think I got time for one more before the break. We're going to go to Tony. Good morning, Tony. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Well, you've been talking about birch trees, but we have a birch tree in our front, and I think it's not a weeping birch. I think it might be called a riverbank birch. Okay. Um, you know, one one single big stalk that comes up. But about this time of year, every year, it starts to get yellow leaves, and some of the leaves start to fall off. And I've done a seven drench in the spring, sprayed it with malathion in early summer, water it, deep water it like crazy, and fertilize it. What what am I doing wrong? Well, it's probably what it is. It's 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 a birch leaf miner, and it's a it it's right inside the so any like the sevens and the malathions are not, not systemics. So what you need to use is we have the nematodes that you can get for your birch trees. You can use those, and I think they're still available. We still have those, so you can still use the nematodes, or you're hiring. A company like us that prune it up, where we do we do a trazon injection into the right into the bark, and we drill a hole and we inject it with the insecticide that's a systemic, and it gets rid of the birch leaf miner. So do I so, do that every year? Um, typically, yes or no. We found that people are getting residual for two years. Um, depends how bad it is and how big the tree is or how bad you had it. Um, I did mine and I didn't do it this year and I still had coverage. I got a little bit of birch leaf miner, but very little. And uh, so you can try that. Yeah, we have uh, that or the, and Rage Plus. Mate, and again, just keeping it healthy makes all the difference. So birch trees, for whatever reason, love Rage Plus. So if you if you want to fertilize your, your birch with the Rage Plus around the drip line, um, it'll respond very well to that. Okay, and that uh, Rage Plus is what nitrogen, phosphorus, potash? No, yeah, no, it's a it's an organic product. It's sort of like a compost in a bottle. He has okay. all kinds of black guano and all kinds of fun stuff <laughs> in there. So, <laughs> all righty, all right, all right, thank you. Okay, give that a try. Thanks, Tony. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, I'm going to take a break. If you want to join me, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255. You're listening to Duck Gardening on 770 CHQR. Now, 
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And again, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. And I'm going to go to the phone lines. And I got one text here real quick, though. My potato plants are in containers. They're now turning yellow. What might cause this? I would say they're probably just using up all the nutrients and, and possibly... Um, the water, so I would just ensure that you're still doing the, make sure you're watering them nice and thoroughly all the way through. And uh, they probably, I would say they, they probably mature quicker in the in the pails, in containers. So I would probably even look at maybe harvesting them now if they're if they're totally starting to die back. They might just be done too. They've maybe just done their thing and they're ready to be harvested. But right now I'm going to go to Margaret. Good morning, Margaret. Good morning. I have two questions I'm hoping you okay. can help me with. Okay. I'm in a small rural community, a town, okay. and we're surrounded by fields with a lot of uh, sweet clover, yeah. which is growing up all over our yard, and we're wondering how to get rid of it. Well, what you can use um, a product called like Killex. You can okay. use that. That works really quite well. And are you in a, like on a city lot or are you in an acreage? Uh, we're on a uh, city lot, but it's yeah. all open field behind us. Beside yeah, it. so just Killex works great for that. Okay. And it, it gets rid of all the broadleaf weeds in your grass. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a selective herbicide is what they call it. Oh, okay. So. Not harmful to animals? Yeah. Um, I, well, they can't spray it on them or anything, but I just spot spray the clover patches. Keep your keep your dogs and that off it for a day if you can. Let it okay. dry, and then it's fine. Unless it went and ate all that clover or something, it'll be totally fine. Well, I think it's called sweet clover. It's a big, it has a big yellow or a yellow flower on it, and the roots, when we pull them out, are sometimes up to a foot long. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and it grows to about a foot and a half, a foot. Oh wow! So fairly big. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I would just definitely just use the use the Kellox on that, and maybe try two or three of them first. Make sure it works, and then if you got lots of it, then it should go pretty quick. Especially the heat we're going to have again this coming week, it okay. should get rid of them fairly quickly. So. And my other question is, a friend of mine has a lot further down into town. The neighbor has a huge poplar. And the poplar trees are popping up in her front yard, in her backyard. Is there anything she can do? Not really. It's just it's probably suckering. It's yeah. just when we get this lack of lack of water like we're having, it's just you're gonna get that happening. It's it just she can try and do some more deep watering. You can just dig down and cut those off. Um and that's about the it's just when the poplar that's sort of how they regenerate their their lifespan, right? When they get big and old, they know they're on their way out. So they start sending out colonies. So they send out little, little poplars from their roots. So, and that's how those, that's how the forest is sort of created. So if you look at aspens and that in the forest, they'll mm -hmm. change color sort of in little pods. Mm -hmm. So each one of those pods is sort of like a little family. So that's all it's doing. It out little suckers because it's it's probably getting older, get suffering. So it starts sending out more suckers like that. So yeah, because they're actually now growing around her house and coming up in her front garden, which is a raised garden bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she just tries to dig up the root and cut it. 
Yeah, that's all you can do is dig down and and uh, and remove it that way. Okay, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks, Have Margaret. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. All right, and I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to chat with Doreen. Good morning, Doreen. Good morning. How can I help you? Uh, yes. Uh, this year, I have so many Canada thistle in my flower garden. They want to pop up everywhere. Yeah, they like it because they like it when it's drier out too, right? So that's sort of that's where they can perform. They seem almost the drier the better for the thistle for some reason. They they put their big tap root down and they away they go like crazy. Oh, they're just so bad this year. I can't believe it. Like, yeah. what's the best way to get rid of them? If you're in this city lot, you can use the Killex on them. It will work. Okay. Um, if you need larger amounts, you can also, um, we've had a couple callers that mentioned Trillion or Par 3 is a, is the same product. I just had another caller say that. But you have to have an, you have to be able to, you have to have a real property or a legal land description, sort of an acreage of some sort before you can buy from. Oh, okay. um, from UFA. But if it's just, if you're in a city lot in your garden, you can use the good old fashioned way is to dig them out, pull them, or, or if you want to spray them, you can use like Killex. Right. Yeah, I have used Killex on them and got some of them, but man, they're persistent. <laughs> yeah, no, then they pop up overnight, it seems like, right? So if you do dig them out, try and get as much as the root out as you can. And uh, and just before they bloom, try and make sure you get all the seed pods and stuff. So, okay, sounds good. Alrighty, you bet. Thank uh, you very much. All right, thanks, Doreen. Bye bye. All right, if you'd like to join me after the break, phone lines are wide open four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. I'm going to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on seven seventy CHQR. Cloudy and 14 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10.30. I'm Jeff Smith. A spokesperson for Alberta's health minister says the government has already made significant progress on one of the recommendations from a KPMG report on the first wave of the COVID-19 pandemic. Brett Boyden says the province has filled more than 1,000 vacancies for registered nurses in the past year. Family and friends of Jose Perez gathered yesterday to remember the man killed one year ago. Perez, who was riding his bicycle near Mackenzie Meadows Golf Club, was struck by an impaired driver leaving the club. His loved ones are calling for more bike paths in the area. Former Ontario Premier Bill Davis has died. Davis was Premier from 1971 to 85. He was 92 years old. Mainly cloudy today with a high of 17. Chance of evening showers tonight, low 11. Tomorrow becoming sunny and 24. It's 14 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11. I'm Jeff Smith. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up. Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up. Prune it up. We got you covered. And we do have a few spots on the phone lines if you want to give us a shout. 403-974-8255. And uh, Liam will get you in the queue there right away. But I'm going to go to Kayla. Good morning, Kayla. Hey, I just had a question about that 
powdery mildew on cucumbers and stuff. I'm sorry I missed yep. the beginning of the show. What do you, like, I've been trying baking soda and water, like that mixture, but nothing's helping. I'm just wondering if you have any suggestions on what to use or. I would, I would use pure spray green. Pure spray, um, okay. Yeah, it's a pharmaceutical grade mineral oil. Okay. And it works really well. And it also, especially with um, cucumbers, if you get aphids and things like that, it'll look after that as well. Okay. Um, you mix it 100 mils per liter of water and spray it on, and okay. it gets rid of powdered mildew. It's been used commercially for like 30, 40 years and okay. uh, by uh, vineyards for their grapes and for cut rose, um, for cut roses and things like that. So it works okay. really well. Okay, because I was in your store and they recommended a copper spray, but then I was reading all the information and I was like, ah, I don't know about that. Yeah, for, for powdered mildew, it doesn't say it on the, and that's the thing, um, it doesn't say it on the label because in the States it's registered as a fungicide. In Canada, they want another million dollars to register it as a fungicide. Okay. So they recommended a fungicide. The, the copper spray works as well, but I would go with the pure spray green. Spray green. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And I'm going to go to May. Good morning, May. Good morning. How can Long I help you? Long-time listener. Great program. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I just have a, a quick question about um, the best type of strawberry variety to plant. Um, I'm in east-central Alberta, and uh, my old pro-tem strawberries from many years ago <laughs> have uh, disappeared now. They're, they're just worn out. And, and I'm wondering what variety you might recommend. Well, any of the ever-bearing seem to work really good um, for in our area. So, um, and there's a new one that's kind of like a purple um, that works, that is very good. In our area, typically, if you go to like a, any, if you have a local, like your local garden center, and there's so many different names, so it all depends on where they get their supply from. So that's what I, sometimes it's hard to to uh, say the exact varieties because I find that they always have there's so many different varieties um, that depend on what they, they might have the same variety from someone else. But they're but they call them they call them a different thing like any of the June bearing if you look on there so the name like in Kent Honeyu Bounty Cavendish Cabot Cluscap are good and then there's the Everbearing and then there's Day Neutral strawberries so there's okay. all the yeah so it, like I said it really depends on what garden center you're going to as well of where they're supply from. Because a lot of them will be just as good, um, but they just they they name them something different on the common names. But I always look for the June bearing are are good or the ever bearing. Those are two of the ones that I like. Okay, all right. Well, that gives me some options here. Yeah, and and if you get in those again, just make sure you heal them up nice. They like the good deep watering when you do water them because I found I was grow I'm growing some in my box like in a raised garden bed right now, mm -hmm. and if it gets too dry, they don't like that. They like it a little bit um, cooler soil, but they love the heat. 
Um, so they they just they like a good rich soil to 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 form the fruit. So just make sure you have a really nice good soil and uh, and well watered, and you should be fine. Okay, good. Well, thanks so much. All right, you're welcome. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And if you'd like to join me, like I said, again, 403-974-8255. If you'd like to give me a shout, sort of got caught up in this, uh, in this, uh, I was just looking for some of the strawberry names because I don't always have them at the top of my head. When do I plant spinach seeds for spring harvest? Gordian energy. Typically, you'll do that in September, October, just before freeze up. When you can work the soil still, just do a nice, just uh, do a nice little trench, put it in there, cover it up nicely. Um, a little bit of mulch over top. You can water them in a little bit, but at that time, you can just put them there, and then you should have great, great success. Um, everybody I know that has tried it, it has worked out really, really well. And uh, one thing I'm going to plant next year, and uh, if you have, if you guys have any ideas or what you want to plant for for next year that you wish you would have, is I want to do a bunch more sunflowers. This would have been a great year for sunflowers. So if you if you did sunflowers, let us know. Send me a picture or or give me a shout. Let me know how that went because that's something at this time of year. If you had some great big those six foot sunflowers, I was driving through the back half of. Uh, Okotoks, and there was somebody had them in their backyard there. I was heading out to Turner Valley this week, and uh, it was just great to see. Just remind me of something that I don't think about in the springtime when I'm doing some of my planting, but that's something I wish I would have uh, I would have planted this year to enjoy that. But right now, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I return, if you want to join me, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to Pat. Good morning, Pat. Morning, Merle. I uh, will tell you my tale first of my sunflowers. I decided that I'd plant sunflowers like my cousin does in Parkland. That They grow six feet high underneath or maybe eight underneath yeah. the eaves. Mine are barely three. <laughs> I, think, I think it's lack of water, but I've never grown them before, so I don't It know. could also be the variety. There's so many varieties of sunflowers that come in different sizes as well so just ensuring that you get the the giant sunflowers when you get your seed going as well can i tell um, you where i bought them yes they were giant <laughs> okay okay perfect I think it's 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 me. Just lack of water. I think. Well, that's my theory. Anyway. Well, this year I would I would probably agree with you because it is it's been a challenge keeping things moist this year. That's and, an understatement. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, what I really wanted to talk to you about, I have a prairie dawn rose that is a minimum. It's up uh, growing under the eaves, and I want to. I want to prune it, and I'm okay. af- I'm afraid to you know chop it off. But I'd like to make it more like four feet high or five feet high than it it really is uh, under under the eaves because it it's that old 
I'm yep. first one of those Morden ones. Yeah. No, you can definitely it, it'll it'll respond really well to pruning back to rejuvenation even. So you could take it back to two or three feet. Oh, really? Um, thin it out. Yep. I would wait to. I would do it early spring though. Oh, okay. I would w- cut w- back if you wanted to cut it back a bit this winter is fine, but I wouldn't take it back this fall because you want to leave that winter protection for it. So. If you were to cut it back like to that two or three feet in the fall, then you're exposing those fresh cuts and everything to the okay. to the winter. So you might as well leave that all that stuff on there for the winter time and then just do it like April or something like that before it starts sprouting out. Take it out, remove a bunch of the dead wood, shape it kind of how you want to do it. And I'd go if your if your ideal height is at that four to five, I would take it down to two or three. And would you give it a- uh, a shot of fertilizer. Absolutely, absolutely. Fifteen okay. thirty fifteen, at okay. that time, and just remove a bunch of the deadwood, thin it out because you're going to have a lot of energy, a lot of big root system that's going to shoot up into that. So even when you're you're going to get some big jolts of growth, like it'll just send out all kinds of new growth. You might even want to prune some of those back. Just ensure that you you keep shaping it as it's growing. Oh, okay. Because it'll send out all kinds of growth, so um, I would just said just just keep it tamed as it goes, because <laughs> it's going to have a lot of energy in that root ball. Because it it's just sustaining that eight foot plant. So when you take it down to two feet, it's going to say, "Look at all the energy I got." It's going to give you all kinds of new growth. So, and do you when do you say you you fertilize the hydrangeas? Yep. Now, when. When? Um, yeah. Typically, I, yeah. Typically, I would do it earlier spring. Okay. Um, typically, I try to fertilize everything early on and then throughout the summer. And right now, I'd probably stop. If okay. you wanted to give them one more shot, like a fifteen thirty fifteen, you'd be fine, or a zero ten ten. Um, that's typically what. Once we get into later August and in September, I would switch to like a zero ten ten. Okay. I am doing my best to keep it watered, but I'm. I don't think I'm doing it well enough. What but. type of uh, what type of hydrangea do you have? <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, just uh, but also if you're having trouble watering, like you said, with your sunflowers and your hydrangeas, you might want to uh, put some bark mulch over top of your soil as well. Okay. It makes all the difference. It okay. really helps keep the moisture in. And like I said, I, I like I said, all my hydrangeas, I got probably twenty of them in my yard, and they're just I don't have to extra water them or anything, cause, but I do have a really good layer of bark mulch because I just I, I like it because it keeps the it it helps keep the moisture in the soil so it doesn't get that real hotness and so it doesn't fry out your plants. So yeah, I just okay. finds it keeps my plants a little more consistent. So I know that the location I wanted to have it is not ideal. It's just where I thought I needed a, a plant. So. Okay, if it's shady, um, you'd want to do a Annabelle, and if it's uh, if it's a nice sunny hot, you could do any other kind of variety there. Oh, so. okay. But then if that, it is shady, Annabelle is the best one. It isn't shady; it's direct sun. It's east, though. Okay, then you can you can put whatever. 
should just love it. But just ensure that you use bark mulch in that and put a good soil mix in there just to ensure. Because they do take, when they get blooming, you got to think it's got to sustain that big foliage plus all those big blooms on there. So they do take a bit of water when they get, and hence the name, the hydrangea. So. I got that lesson from a gal that used to be with you on the show. She informed oh, me okay. that, that hydrangea meant that first meant water. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. I understand. Alrighty. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. Okay. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And where am I at for time? I'm probably just going to take a quick break. And then when I get back, I'll finish off. I got uh, a few people on the phone lines. We'll finish that off. And then I'll answer a few texts. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And I asked for it, and I did receive it. I've uh, received a few pictures of some gorgeous, gorgeous sunflowers. And uh, this one picture, I bought these seeds, spruced it up this spring, Possibly teddy bear, teddy bear variety did not disappoint. Gorgeous, gorgeous pictures. And uh, and then one earlier, um, she come from the their black oil sunflower seeds for the for the birds, and uh, and she there's a whole field of them. This looks amazing. So um, thank you for sharing those. I I love that uh, love that picture. It looks beautiful. And I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to Matt. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Merle. I've got How can mock, I help you? I got a mock orange that it's, it, it, it was 50 years old. And I, okay. it, over the years, I pruned it. And I pruned it to a point where it was just shooting out stems, but no flowers anymore. And you suggested I cut it back down last year. And that's what I did. Right now, I've, okay. got, I've got stems that are up to three feet tall. What do I do yeah. now? Do I do anything? With so it I would just leave it. You yeah. can if it if it if it looks a little spindly, it probably looks fairly full, but probably lots. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I would just let it grow. I would feed it one more time right now with fifteen thirty fifteen, and 30, 15, uh, and then just fifteen. Did you say? Yeah, fifteen thirty fifteen. Okay. Some with a high middle number. Okay. And. Yeah. And and you should see some blooms next year and okay. some good growth again. Yeah. If you trim it too much throughout the summer, you, then you'll lose the buds for next year. Yeah. So if you if you leave that like that, you should see some nice blooms. Does it look nice and healthy now, though? Yes, and I, I didn't awesome. prune them at all. They're just growing, and I got I got a lot of lot of lot of stems. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and so next year you'll see the blooms on those. So they'll okay. set their buds this year, and then you'll yep. get that for next spring. Okay. One other perfect. Thing. Somebody suggested yep. I, I, I mix this kind of uh, weed killer, one gallon of vinegar, two cups of Epsom salts, and half a cup of Dawn dish soap, the original blue container. Yeah. Will that kill dandelions? Um, I wouldn't use it in my grass, though, because I think it'll kill everything. Vinegar oh. is quite... Okay. Yeah. Okay, so okay. when they're when they're saying that, a lot of these home remedies, like sometimes they could be more dangerous. Like vinegar, depending on which one you're using, is very corrosive. It can actually burn your hands. Okay. So you just just be careful with that. I, w- I would definitely wouldn't use it for dandelions in my grass because it'll kill oh. everything green. Oh, okay. Well, that's why um, if you dump that on there. Yeah. That was yeah. Where so I that's where you need the 
Yeah, that's where you need the selective herbicide, like the Killex. Yeah. So that mixture is probably good for out in the back alley. Okay. If you got some big oh. old thistles or, oh, okay. or maybe that creeping bellflower or something sure, like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one, that's a mixture to kill everything green. Oh, I okay. Well, no, I because will, I will. with the vinegar being corrosive, it'll just eat away everything. Okay. Your fertilizer zero ten ten. What does that contain? Well, it's there's zero nitrogen in the front, so then okay. it just has the phosphate yep. in the middle okay. and the potassium at the end. So oh, okay. it's a great fall fertilizer. Okay. It's it's something that you're going to add to um, to your shrubs and that yep. if you just want to give them some good endurance. So right, okay, alrighty. Well, thanks for your help. Like your show. All right, thanks, Matt. Thank Take you. Care. Take care. You too. Bye bye. All right, I'm going to go to Richard. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Ralph. Thanks for taking my call. Couple of questions. Of course. Anyway, I tried uh, some space in my yard. I have a fairly yard, large yard. Anyway, I'm trying to grow some pumpkins and squash, and they're growing. And my pumpkin, like the runner, is probably six, eight feet long. And I'm trying to distinguish, like, the, the male and the female flower. I've got lots of flowers, and most of them seem to be male because they have the little in the inside. A little bump them. on there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how the, the females female... will have the bump. Well, they'll have the bump below the flower. Yes, but uh, but at that point, they are not fertilized, are they? No, some of them aren't. Now they they have a little bit more of a like. There's a bit of a lump on the bottom of it. So you might want to just help them out. If, are you getting lots of bees in that? Or oh, that's the problem. There is bees around, but it doesn't seem to be. But can I take that female flower and actually open it up? And Rub it. Take- yeah, yep. you know, rough absolutely. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Like yeah. Some where it had the little bump and nothing is developed. So I said, wow, I bet you these darn things aren't fertilized, you know? Yeah. It and, been- and Terry, actually at the store, um, we had some empty holes in the tree lot. And uh, so he had started a bunch of big pumpkins um, from yep. seed. And then he uh, planted them in the tree holes. I think we have about 10 of them. Some of them have like 20-foot runners. But we're starting to get some good-sized pumpkins going now. He has a couple that almost the size of a basketball. So they're just, they're starting, oh. to, starting to size up now. So it's kind of cool oh, seeing them out there. Fine, but I think the problem is that there's not many females. Lots of males, but very few females, you know? Yeah, but you need to, you need to mix them up. For me? You just need to mix them up, Richard. You need to assist them a bit. <laughs> there you go. Okay. All righty. All right. Some, uh, tomatoes with the uh, – and I'm the odd one I get in the dry rot, and I'm using that Insure 322. I think you handle that also, don't you? Yeah, you know? yep, the one in the yellow, uh, yellow, yellow container. Yeah, 322. Now, it's supposed yep. to have calcium in it, but I'm still getting some dry rot. What else – where else can they get the calcium from? Um – you can. We have a actual calcium supplement um, oh, that you can get. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you can just add. You can just mix that with water, and you water it right in. Oh, so that'll give me that calcium. Yeah, it, it might give you a little bit more calcium. Wow, that's just good. also watch your watering. Just do the consistent watering as well. So I get. I got some in my greenhouse. I got some in pots, and I water them every two days on a consistent basis. I also have cucumbers, which are coming great. Now, you okay, perfect. Uh, in regard to Rage Plus on 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 uh, birch trees, like old birch trees, my birch trees are probably thirty years old, and there's the top sections are drying. Will Rage Plus still work on that on the drip line? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, give it a try. As long as it hasn't been dead up top for like four or five years, it won't revitalize that. But if it's yeah. just over the last year, it'll definitely push life back up in there. And how much would you put on a big tree? Uh, I put three or four of the five-gallon pails in there around the drip line. But I got to go, Richard. Thanks. Okay. And Good. my time has run out. And till next week, we'll get our garden on right here on 770 CHQR. It's cloudy and 14 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Jeff Smith. One person is in critical condition in hospital after being hit by a sea train early this morning. Emergency crews were called to the Shaganapi Point LRT station just after 1 a.m. The victim was rushed to Foothills Hospital and Calgary Transit shut down the station and ran shuttles between Westbrook and Sinalta stations. The line has since reopened. Premier Jason Kenney says there's no such thing as a perfect response to a situation like the pandemic. But he argues Alberta has handled it well. Late on Friday, the province released a KPMG report on how the province handled the first wave, and it makes five recommendations. Kenney joined 770 CHQR's Roy Green. No jurisdiction has had a perfect response, obviously. We've all been trying to adapt through the crisis. But I would say that a jurisdiction with a substantially lower than average death rate but also less damaging restrictions, has done a pretty good job, and I give all